Good morning, good morning. It's Steve here with Faithful Business. Hope you guys are doing well. I missed you yesterday. I was a little bit under the weather. Of course, we're living in quite interesting times. So, you know, you start uh, kind of feeling a little uh, down, um, you know, congestion and stuff like that. And first thought is, uh uh-oh, you know, I've got the Rona uh, or something. And certainly... Um, you know, that would be a very serious thing if I did. Fortunately, it uh, doesn't look like that's going to be the case here. Um, I uh, did uh, tons of research after I started experiencing some symptoms, and um, looks like I am uh, just uh, experiencing some fall allergies, which would not be anything out of the ordinary. Fall is coming up, and I tend to... Uh, react to uh, stuff like that pretty badly. I, I definitely have those uh, uh, sp- <coughs> excuse me, spring and fall allergies that come around every year. So looks like that's all it is. So uh, I think I'm in the clear on that. But do pray for me if you will. I actually um, tonight at church, I'm going to be delivering a message on uh, probably one of my absolute favorite uh, topics in scripture it has to do with Genesis 6 and the sons of God and um, they've been talking it up this week at church so I'm just really excited to uh, to finally get to lay out um, my thoughts about that there in my own local church context and just uh, I, I definitely need some prayer that I'll be able to especially with feeling a little under the weather that I'll be able to deliver it without any issue and be able to speak clearly and intelligently about those things and uh, yeah so I'm looking forward to that certainly I would appreciate your prayers on that um so I was out of work yesterday because I was feeling a little sick. Um, and then, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm on the work here today. I, I still feel uh, a little sick, but the allergy medicine seems to help, which by all indications uh, suggests that that's all that's going on. So no worries there. Um, but yeah, uh, so what, I, what I want to talk to you about today is about being a, uh, a skeptic employer or a skeptical employer. And um, certainly I'm not saying that my employer is that way. So I want to go ahead and lay that out. I'm not saying that those that I work for um, are this way. But just as human beings, um, we have tendencies to think a a certain way towards people who maybe work for us or do work for us. And uh, so whether you're a a contractor, so to speak, to subcontractors, okay? Um, In other words, I don't I don't care if you're a web designer. I don't care if you're a, a finance guy. You know, whatever it is. If you hire, if you hire employees, or if you have subcontractors, or you have people like that, this is going to apply to you. Um, and I think we should be very careful to avoid a skeptical mindset toward people. And let me just kind of give you an example of what I mean by that. And again, this is just going to be kind of for illustrative purposes, okay? Um, but let's say that you had an employer and let's say something like what happened to me yesterday happens. Like you, you're you like, okay, I'm feeling sick. Not feeling good. Um, well, I'm going to maybe work from home today, okay? And let's see how that goes. So we went through a period of time in our office where... Um, you know, especially before uh, the the phased kind of reopening of things began happening, um, most of us 
you know, we were we were being encouraged, of course, as a, as a country and as a state, to stay home to the extent possible. And so, that is um, what we did, right? I stayed home and worked from home for about three months, I guess it was. And that was kind of the uh, the normal. That was the routine. I worked from home for, for that period of time. And it went, went fine. I mean, there was no, you know, big hiccups. Um, things went fine. And I, I think that's probably the case uh, for most um, who, were, who were in our office. There were some who I, I know because of the job I do that I have to interact with them. I know that there were some that had issues with that. They were not able to uh, work from home very easily. They found it more difficult. But, you know, for the most part, um, people didn't didn't have issue with this. And it's kind of like, well, there was some hesitation um, because we work in an industry where this is not the norm. Okay, there are some industries... In some contexts where it is the norm to have remote work. But in our particular industry, in our particular context, this would not have been the norm at all. There are people who do remote work. Um, but certainly, it's usually not staff who does it. And, and the, 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 you know, the, the general workflow, the way it's set up right now, kind of depends on staff being in the office. So it would require a pretty big shift in, in mindset and workflow um, in terms of transitioning to a more remote kind of environment and because of that it's quite natural to think skeptically in terms of in terms of output in terms of ability to intelligently work from home in terms of self-management in terms of discipline in terms of not stealing time, in terms of not wasting time. You see all these things that that come up as a result of this, right? So it's kind of like you have a choice when it comes to dealing with the people. And again, this is just an example, um, illustrative purposes. I'm not saying anything about my employer. I'm just saying that it is true that in our context, it's easy to approach a situation like this with skepticism about how well it's going to work and how well your people are going to do because of the context. However, it's insulting to people, especially to adults, who, um, you know, probably feel pretty confident in their ability to manage themselves. It's, it's insulting if, if you make the assumption that they will not perform, that they will not self-manage, that they will not self-regulate. And so the question is, it's really interesting, it's almost one of those things where it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. In the difference between the, the level of trust that you expect from your employees and the output that you expect to get, it's almost paradoxical. For example, you know there are companies that, uh, for example, Netflix is one example of this. I believe YNAB is an example of this. Um, ClickFunnels, they might be an example of this. There are multiple companies I can point to that are an example of this that give you unlimited, I want you to hear this, unlimited vacation time as an employee. 
unlimited vacation time. Now, what does that say about them? And I feel like I should keep caveating this because it's important to realize that my employer is very generous with vacation time. We get way more vacation time than probably most people I know. So, like, again, I'm not saying – I should just make a blanket statement. I'm not saying anything about my employer. I love my job. I love my employer. It's, it's great. Um, I'm just saying that there are companies that legit have an unlimited vacation time. Now, in many contexts, that sounds absolute nutso, especially if you're used to this 40 hours a week, you know, five days a week, you know, this kind of standard, uh, you know, factory hour um, shift work almost mentality that we have uh, adopted from, uh, you know, from earlier in the 20, uh, 20th century. And um, it sounds crazy. To, to anybody in uh, in business management and, and leadership uh, when people have that mindset. But there are companies that trust their employees, and I want you to get that, that it's a function of trust. They trust their employees so much that they are willing to give them unlimited vacation time because they know that the level of trust that they place in their employees demands an expectation of a return amount of trust from them that they will not violate that privilege, that they will take it only as necessary and that their work output would not suffer as a result of it. Here's another question. Do you think in your context, right, are, are you sold on the idea that you have to work for eight hours a day, five days a week? Or is it possible that your employees, by the way, there's some scientific studies I'm not going to go into that actually prove all of this. Yeah, a lot of the stuff I'm talking about here. I'm not going to get into all the psychology of it and everything. But I'm just asking you the question for self-reflection. Is it possible, right, in, in your context that if you gave your employees a five-hour workday, is it possible that they could actually produce just as well and just as much in that five-hour workday as they do in an eight-hour workday? Is it possible that you are taking three precious hours of time from them with their family? I'm just, I'm just speaking some truth here, okay? Some, some what I believe is hard but true truth, right? Is it possible that you are stealing three hours a day from them because just because of the way productivity and things and office environments, the way it all works out, they're losing three hours. That, that extra three hours is being lost in productivity anyway. Is it possible that if you gave them a five-hour workday and let them work from home, they would be able to produce just as much, if not better, results? Is it possible that you could pay them or even you know, in terms of thinking about paying them in terms of their output instead of the amount of time that they give, especially if you were to look at data that could convince you that some of that time was being wasted by chit chat in the back in the, in the break room, bathroom breaks, etc. Anyway, just some thoughts for you. Like, the question is, are you treating your employees with skepticism or with trust? Do you trust that your employees actually want to return the favor for you giving them little green uh, slips that allow them to, to get nice things 
every week? Is it possible that um, because like they want more of those things and they want you to continue giving them those things, is it possible that you would get more loyalty, more reciprocity, and better results from them if you treated them with trust rather than skepticism? As a millennial, at least, I think the answer to that question is yes. I think if you, um, if you have a millennial workforce or a majority millennial workforce and you are not thinking in these terms, you're probably not going to keep your people around for very long. Okay, because as a millennial and even younger generations now, Gen uh, Z coming along, we value trust. Okay, we value, um, we value your trust in our ability to produce. We don't like the factory mindset. Okay, we want to feel like we are able to produce. We want to feel like we are not being put in a cage. We want to feel like that there is a level of exchange in relationship going on between us and our employer. We want to feel, um, and we just are, frankly, going to feel like we can give more of ourselves to a company who is not taking from us, but who is giving to us in trust. So, again, just some thoughts for you. This went way longer, frankly, than I was planning on, but I think some good thoughts came out of it, okay? Are you treating people who work for you, who do work for you, with skepticism or with trust? It's... Man, I know, right? We're human. Like, it's really easy to de- devolve into this skepticism mindset. But let us be people who are trusting of our employers. Let's make decisions. Let's be slow to hire, fast to fire, things like that. You know, let's, you know, let, let, let's make sure that pe- we, we're bringing in the right people in the first place. Like, there are many different layers here um, that could happen. Okay, so uh, just... Try to adopt that trusting mindset. Um, And if you're, frankly, if you're hiring people who you don't feel like you can have that trusting mindset with, then let me ask you, why'd you hire them? Did you hire them just because you thought they could barely scrape by doing the job? If you wouldn't extend the level of trust I'm talking about to somebody on your team, they shouldn't be on your team. They just shouldn't. That's the bottom line. All right. Well, hey, I hope that helps you uh, today. I don't know how much it'll help you, but I hope it will. Um, Many of you listening might not even be in that kind of context, but maybe one day you will find yourself in that kind of context and you'll keep this in in your back pocket. Um, So I hope you can use this uh, today. And um, yeah, I think that is what I'm going to leave you with. Again, please be in prayer for me. Uh, Number one, that I would feel a little bit better. I'd really appreciate that. And also for my... uh, um, uh, message that I'm going to be giving tonight. I'm excited about it, but I'm nervous about it. So I just uh, would desire and covet your prayers there. All right. God bless. Have a wonderful day.